Welcome back to the final episode of Devil Talk. Devil Speak. Thank goodness. <laughs> there are better movies, there are worse movies than the four we chose. And the lengths we went to to be able to watch Devil was above and beyond. But I also didn't want to pay for it, so... <laughs> above and beyond. I exhausted all resources to find this gem. You would think it was a rarity and in limited edition. Not the case. And so is that the con- is that the conclusion you came to? Is that the movie was just so bad that no one owned it or resold it, or you know, everyone's just holding on to it because it's so good? <laughs> um, you know, I guess I take the stance of if I can go into any pawn shop and find The Dark Knight, I should, by all accounts, go into any pawn shop and find double the amount of devil copies. Yeah, I would, would imagine. Think. But what do I know? Yeah, whoever's selling Dark Knight, man. What's wrong with you? Hard up on the cash. <laughs> Talking about Devil, 2010. So, Devil. Uh, last time we talked, we did some taglines. This one... Alright, first things first. Despite how you feel about the movie, I feel like this has one of the more original movie posters to come out. Of that elevator door slightly open and that upside down cross with the red light. And then the elevator down button as like the V and devil. Like Mm -hmm. the marketing, you know, visually for this isn't bad. But anyways, taglines for this movie. Bad things happen for a reason. (laughs) All right. This one is way too long. On an ordinary day, our lives are filled with chance encounters and random events. But today, everything happens for a reason. This fall, one of these five people is not who they appear to be. Mm. All right, all right, all right. From Universal Pictures comes a new nightmare from the mind of M. Night Shyamalan. Hmm. We got we got to talk about this gentleman. Would have fooled me. Uh huh. Five stand, <laughs> which it actually did because <laughs> I didn't think that that was the case. But yeah, got not, me not directed. Which okay. Anyway, anyways. Five strangers trapped. One of them is not what they seem. Kind of a lie. And the Night Chronicles begin. Hey, do you know what the Night Chronicles are? No. Yeah, neither does anybody else. Because <laughs> I, I I saw that at the beginning of this movie and I was like, come again? <laughs> yeah, what, what this? What's this Night Chronicles stuff? <sighs> and I don't know if they had... I, I have an idea they had big plans for M. Night. Kind of do his own stuff but i mean it is what it is it it apparently didn't pan out for anybody i guess his good name didn't go that far all right devil pg-13 released 2010 horror thriller clocking in at 120 Hmm. dude i think devour is longer than this probably all right felt longer (laughs) (laughs) honestly i could have used more this movie yeah there was kind of some yeah all right. That means kind of like any other movie. Yeah. Let's see. Rated PG-13 for violence and disturbing images. Ooh. Sure. What Thematic... was so disturbing? Well, I mean, if you want like your jump scare. Blood, yeah. basically. Thematic mm-hmm. material in some language, including sexual references. Mm. Oh, boy. All right. Plot. Five strangers. Day begins with an elevator ride in a Philadelphia office tower. But what happens next is something but ordinary. I'm sorry. Is anything but ordinary. 
the elevator gets stuck. <gasps> and the trapped strangers, who expected to be together just a few minutes, now face the revelation of their secrets and transgressions. <laughs> Fighting events. I'm sorry, I can't read. Frightening events. <laughs> turn annoyance into terror as they begin to realize that one of their number is Lucifer himself. Dun, 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 dun. Which, we're just going to backtrack a little. Their, their, you know, their gruesome events in their past or whatever, you know. The, not even bad. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get to, we'll get to there. Um, <laughs> September 17th. Uh, Do you see this in theaters? I did not. Where were you September 17th, 2010? Uh... Not there. This movie, I remember, I swear I've seen it, and I was like, hmm, all right. I'm pretty sure I didn't go to the theater. Honestly, the last theater for M. Night might have been Signs for me. Sounds about right. Man, I don't even know if I saw Signs in theaters. You didn't? Uh, I don't know. That was when the power went out. Hmm. Oh, dude, that, (laughs) that was one of our smaller theaters at the time, and... I don't know, at some point during that movie, like, you know, when things are a little heightened, you're like, oh, what's going on? Like, the theater lost power. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect timing. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those, like, oh, no, they're coming. <laughs> the movie's real. It's not, a, it's a documentary now. <laughs> uh, All right. This had a budget between 10 to 18 million. Its alleged gross for the U.S. was 33 mil. Worldwide was over sixty-two. I mean, for an M night, I mean, it made money back. I guess again, from the standpoint of did it make money back? I I don't know because I'm not in that world of putting money down on these movies, and nor will I ever be. Our director is John Eric um, Dowdle. That's how I'm saying it. Come at me, bro, if you don't like it. <laughs> All right. I, again, oh, quarantine, two thousand eight. Yeah, I saw that one. All right. I, I, I'd have to go back to it. At the time, I liked it. It's been a while. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think that was one of the movies I kind of liked. But yeah, I feel like if I watch it now, I probably won't like it. Yeah. I mean, he did some <clears throat> small stuff up until that point that I've never heard of. Wait, he did quarantine as well. So, what do you think I said? I said quarantine. Yeah, no. Uh, I don't know. I just thought it was coincidence. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, followed <laughs> up by Devil. Uh, as above, so below. I ooh have not watched I've seen it. that one. So we're going back. Was that a shaky cam movie? Mm, kind of, yeah. So we're lucky Devil wasn't a shaky cam movie? Yeah. But I mean, it, it wasn't like that bad of a shaky cam. But I mean, obviously there's some parts, but... Okay. Interesting movie. Uh, after that, he's got No Escape. That's got that's about the uh, family caught in the middle of a coup in some country. I've never seen it. Hmm. And then after that, like Waco TV miniseries, and then an announced Friday Night Lights. It doesn't say if that's a movie or TV show. He's only got ten director credits. Hmm. And then eight writer credits. So. I mean, I think this is one of those launching pads of, like, you get onto an M. Night project, you're hoping for big things. Right. He gives you this idea. 
The rest of it I'm not going to go into. M. Night Shyamalan is the big name to this movie. Um, as writer, not director, but most of his project, he is acting as both. And, I mean, I'm pretty sure we're all familiar with all of these movies. As director, he, he's he got 18. Um, I, you know, The Sixth Sense was the biggest one for him. Mm-hmm. You know, Unbreakable Signs, The Village, and then we're kind of getting a hit or miss territory with... The, I'd have to revisit The Village. Lady in the Water, not a fan of. Uh, the Happening. Oh, The Happening. Terrible. Last Airbender, After Earth, The Visit, Split, Glass. Um, to be quite honest, I didn't understand all of the hubbub around him as a writer director he's got interesting ideas i'll give him that mm-hmm. and, you know and there's that yeah, i was gonna say village was one of those that was like an interesting idea but i don't think it was like that great of a movie well by any means i think it's because he's like the twist yeah there's just a big twist at the end and he gets known for that and again i guess at the time like everybody's like ooh. He's he's known for the twist. Yeah, which there was twist definitely no show. twist here. Twist and show. All right. So at the start of this movie, I already have flashbacks to Devour. <laughs> and I went back and checked what I wrote down from the screen grab from the movie Devour. And these quotes they use are different. So the start of this movie says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, not Satan, as in devour, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, but just right, right off the bat, thoughts about this movie. Is the premise good? Let's, let's get into this. The whole thrust of this movie and the idea is based on a, a story because it's getting narrated by the security guard. Yeah. Do you want me to read what I found, what this actually is supposed to be? Yeah. Like his voiceover? Yeah, let's go. When I was a child, my mother would tell me a story about how the devil roams the earth. Sometimes, she said, he would take human form so he could punish the damned on earth before claiming their souls. The ones he chose would be gathered together and tortured as he hid amongst them, pretending to be one of them. I always believed my mother was telling me an old wives' tale. My mother's story would always begin the same way, with the suicide paving the way for the devil's arrival, and it would always end with the deaths of all those trapped. Hmm. Okay. This movie starts with a suicide. We don't mm-hmm. know why. This I honestly thought because like he had the person had a rosary like it was gonna be some like clergy, right or something. But we're not told who this person is. All right, so that is kind of the the basis off this movie. The research I did is like they they're saying it's based off something called the Devil's Meeting. I'm not sure exactly what that is. I did some mild looking into it. I didn't care to go any de- deeper because every movie's got to start with some idea, right. The premise. Hmm. So, again, is this an interesting idea? You're presenting a lot of, I don't want to say uh, religious allegory or anything, but you, you are and you aren't. 
I, I think it's not a bad idea. I think it's just how it was executed. Because, I don't know, being trapped in an elevator just... Uh, I don't know, the whole, the whole like, subplots as well, and, like, how everything was just kind of interconnected just didn't, like, work. I feel like if it was just, like, a different setting or something this worked, but, like, I can see... You know, having the suicide of someone jumping out a building window, you know, yeah, but still, there's other ways to commit suicide. <laughs> I didn't think those windows and those high races were that easy to break through. Uh, yeah. All right. So, body slams into this truck, and it's one of those subtle things that you catch that the truck was actually moving once he the he hit. The truck was moving. Like. This body slams so hard, like, it somehow disengages the truck's parking, and it slowly starts moving forward, because it, it's, there's this guy with headphones on, like, playing yeah, okay. something, so he mm-hmm. doesn't hear or notice anything, but the force of this body is moves this truck. So, my first, I don't say problem, complaint, issue with this movie, <laughs> is it wants to also be an investigation Slash murder mystery. Yes. This body hits the truck. The truck moves. And then it cuts to some other stuff. Long story short. This truck ends up in a weird spot. And the detective that rides that arrives on the scene determines. There's no way this happened here. Yeah. What uh... is the point of having this mild mystery go on with this? Why can't it just start at this building? Well, yeah, and then the way he explains it, oh, yeah, it came down here and bounced off here, and now it's here. Like, what? You're telling me this truck with a dead body on it rolled through the streets of Philadelphia into this alley, and no one saw a thing? Yeah, like, it's just so bonkers. And another problem I have is, like, later when they find, like, the glass and talk to somebody, like, that isn't even how that building was framed in the first shot. Right. Like, that's just strictly there for coincidence, Uh. and there's a jump scare when a big old piece of glass... Starts coming down so, on it. I'm like, wow, the neglect on this place is yeah. um, terrible. <laughs> terrible. Just terrible, just, terrible, just terrible. Ter- TRB a little terrible. <laughs> All right. So we have one character. Oh, let's go through. Um... All right. The screenplays by Brian Nelson was from a story by M. Night Shyamalan. Okay. We have stars of Chris Messina. Logan Marshall Green. Dude, I'm sorry. This guy just needs to be a stunt double for Tom Hardy and just live out the rest of his life. Seriously. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> it, it, I'd looked at him and go, okay, that's not... I didn't know anybody's names during the movie, so I'm like, okay. My notes were like, okay, not Tom Hardy's doing this. <laughs> sorry, buddy. Not Tom Hardy. Jeffrey Arend, uh, Bojana Novakovic. Jenny O'Hara, Bokeem Woodbine. That's our cast. Mm. You know, I, again, if, if you know this person, great. If not, even better. Maybe. I don't know, dude. Yeah, I'm looking at this picture, this Logan Marshall Green. Sorry, bro. He, just be Tom Hardy's stunt devil, man. I just... <sighs> oh, he's in Spider-Man Homecoming. Who? Who? Oh, Boheme? there's our connection, man. Yeah, Boheme. Both, of, both of them are both. Yeah, they're both Shocker. He's Shocker 1. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. The guy is freaking obliterated. That's funny. Yeah. Ooh, there's our Marvel connection again. Uh... I mean, that's the game we should start playing. <laughs> How many movies can we see where that, that an actor ends up in a Marvel movie? Oh, he was in Prometheus, too. Mm. That was That's kind of where I was really introduced to him. Other And then after that... Kind of hit or miss stuff until he dies in Spider-Man Homecoming, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, you could have been part of the Bane thing, but no. Just be the body double. Yes, you bulked up. Yeah. Okay. Characters. How do you want to go about this, man? We got our detective who's detecting. Mm-hmm. Not books this time. Legit murder. Yeah. We're not calling book detective Johnny <laughs> here. We've got security guards in the building. Mm-hmm. Watching on the monitors. We've got a maintenance guy trying to fix the elevator. And we have our five elevator people. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, all coincidence that these people are there. And without giving the ending away can you name all of the sins that these people did and not the big one of not tom hardy's character of why these people deserve to die the way they do like wasn't it i seriously don't think like any of them had anything to do with like killing like it was just almost like i almost want to call them just like misdemeanors you know like wasn't it like stealing and like cheating and um. Ah, uh, man, I don't remember what. Well, else, creepy. I just, I just remember it wasn't really anything like that crazy where the devil should come and be like, "Your soul is mine right now." You know, like I, I just, I don't. <laughs> you're you're to worth me my personally, time in an elevator. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of just how I feel about it. But okay, so would this movie be better if it was people who were legit, like terrible people, like? Say this takes place in a prison elevator where you know these people are are bad. Yeah, it might make things a little more interesting. But again, you have the elevator. I don't know. I just feel like the setting of the elevator just isn't good. It's an interesting idea. It is, but uh, yeah. Just... You're, you're really... I mean, honestly, like, your whole set of this movie is the elevator and then the security room and then the maintenance guy going to the different rooms. Like, it's a small Mm -hmm. set piece. Yes. And I just got to say this. Like, my main complaint with all these movies we've done is the devil ideology confuses the hell out of me of his motivations and why things happen the way they happen. The suicide leads the path or is the path for the devil to show up and do whatever Okay, but this story also tells me, like, this guy wrote a suicide note that said he heard the devil coming and that the suicide note actually sounded, like, coherent. Like, it's weird that he killed himself. Okay, so you got this, like, small mystery that goes absolutely nowhere. Yep. So, all right, you know what? We just got to jump ahead here because the problem we've had with the movies we've done is we know for sure Satan is a character and end of days. Mm-hmm. Not sure about the other two. When did you think the devil was in this movie? Mm, I'd say probably like near the first incident. Okay. Or like when the elevator started being all goofy. So. And stopped. What was your 
thought process? Like, was it somebody? Was he just there? What's your interpretation of what's going on here? I thought it was just like somebody or him just using his, you know, uh, superpowers. <laughs> the the devil powers? But, I mean, yeah. Uh, seeing it, it's hard to say because, you know, just like you're saying, it, it's hard to... You know, tell like is he like able to be like invisible or like a spiritual form? Like, is he supposed to be like an actual physical being? And and that's just it's hard to understand sometimes. And so that's when you know you're sitting there thinking, well, like, is he here? Is he not? Like, is he just lurking? Like, I I I don't know. I I really couldn't tell you until probably I'd say either like the first incident. Or when, like, the first shenanigans started going down with, like, the elevator goofing up and, like, stopping. So, is this your first time watching it? I'm pretty sure, yes. Okay. So, after the first incident, are you on the track of everybody else in the movie that somebody in the elevator is doing this? Right. You would think, yes. Okay. So, they got you. Mm -hmm. Hook, line, and sinker. Somebody's in this elevator. So, I guess the big question is... Did this movie need a supernatural element for it to work? No. <laughs> so you'd have been okay with five strangers in an elevator getting picked off one by one? And one of them was like the actual killer? Yeah. Yes, because okay. that's pretty much exactly what happened. I- <laughs> close. <laughs> like very close. All but- right. All right. Fine. All right. Unless so, there was a sixth person, <laughs> you know, like it, and it's chilling on top of the elevator. Yeah. Or the devil himself, I guess you count as the sixth, but I guess that technically wasn't even the sixth person. Well, I'm going to apologize. I think we're going to jump all over the place on this one. Yeah. I, I get this movie, like, structurally flows, like, from, you know, from start to finish, but there's just things in here that. Once you watch it, like, well, at the start it didn't, but okay. Now, now it's this. All right. So, real quick, we're the detective are, are walking. Our introduction to the detective is we find out he's an alcohol ex alcoholic. Um, his wife and daughter were killed in a car wreck, hit and run, mm-hmm. and the person left a "I am sorry" note on a washing a car wash coupon or something advertisement mm-hmm. at the scene of the crime so he's pretty beat up about it. so God, max Payne, bro <laughs> freaking Max. is this just a trope that i'm just now starting to notice like the down and out cop or the cop that's gonna find jesus or something yep. has had to have family murder okay that's pretty much how it rolls fine uh the elevator they're on is elevator six Ooh. uh-huh but the building was 333. Was it really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, notice that? They like... I should I should have noticed this, the, like, the stuff in this. There's the I... big, bold numbers, and they're like, oh, it's building number 333. I guess I should have, but... Our I... address was 333, I'm sorry. I, I, I had a hard time engaging with this movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. So I didn't catch like all the nods. Okay, fine. So mm-hmm. they're in elevator six and building three three three. The old lady's kind of an ass. Yes. Like super. Okay, is this just? Boy, I don't want to like crap on old people here. Are they just playing this up to make you think 
she's antagonizing people to do this? Like, are we supposed to believe she's the devil right now doing things? I mean, yes. Given what you said earlier of it walks among humans in disguise and disguises okay. himself. So, I mean, I... Okay. Let, let's talk about the old lady. That would be my assumption. Do we want to talk about the old lady first, or do we want to wait till she's the last of their five? No, we can talk about it. Okay. She antagonizes everybody to the point where, like, she's kind of getting everybody riled up. So as this movie progresses, the security cameras caught her stealing in the lobby, right? Mm-hmm. Automatically a bad person, I guess. That's her crime. <laughs> so up until that point of the movie, I was like, okay, if she's possessed, is he doing these things strictly for the camera? And does it really matter? It wouldn't. Because she's like, what? All third, was it she is third to die? She gets hung in the elevator by some lighting wires. Mm-hmm. Okay. So is that to throw you off the scent or the idea that she is the devil because we're whittling it down one by one of who it's going to be? It's got to be because, I mean, if either that or the devil wasn't actually her until... You know, later, but I I don't know. Don't don't even forget, I've it got a question about the sense. end of this movie relating to the cop. Okay. And if this was the moral of the story. Alright, so we've got her. Uh, Mr. Uh, the schnozberries taste like schnozberries. Oh, yeah, okay. Kind of a D-bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's guilty of being sleazy. Yep. And kind of ripping people out of money. Mm-hmm. Doing like pyramid schemes. Um, Works at what was it a mattress firm or something? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Going back a little bit to narration, when the when the detectives are walking, one of the detectives looks up and he sees something falling, and it ends up being glass. And the narration is sometimes innocent people die in all this. Okay. So, did the devil push this piece of glass out? Like, but that also doesn't make sense, giving the end of the movie. Right. The The main detective has to be here at the very end. Has to, or this doesn't work. Yep. I'm not even sure I understand the end of this movie. I hope you can explain it to me. Oh, jeez. Alright. Stuck in the elevator. Maintenance guy's gotta go around. He is downstairs looking at him. I don't... Jump scares. Does he hear? He hears a noise. Ends up being a raccoon. Goes after and like an elevator, like falls on him. Yeah, but not reported. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fine. I, I guess Satan doesn't really, really does not want him making that elevator work. Nope. Again, why are we do? All right. Um. Who dies first? It was, um... <laughs> Schnozberry's guy. Yes. 
he gets accused of slapping the young woman's butt, which once they play it again, they see nothing, but she's like accusing. Oh, this whole time in the elevator, they can watch him, but they can't hear him. The, yeah. guard, the guard station can talk to the elevator people and they can hear, but elevator people can't talk back. It's not a two-way thing. You can only see things. So everybody's witnessing what's going on here. Uh, lights flicker, go out, and this guy's been stabbed in the neck by a piece of glass, dead. Our security guard guy who works at this building is kind of a rent-a-cop. He's only there for a little bit, claustrophobic. I don't know if that's supposed to make us believe, like because he's freaking out. He'll do anything to get out. I don't know why he would murder people, but okay. <laughs> sure thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, the guard station sees something on the screen. Dude, I, my notes are just so all of the all over the place. Um. Oh no, no. The first incident is the lights go out and like the young lady like gets bit. Oh yeah. But yeah, Schnozberries yeah. has like blood on his suit, so they accuse him of doing mm-hmm. something. But no one has any sharp objects. The mystery thickens. Mm. Yeah. The guards <laughs> see something on, in the elevator. Uh, they all... Oh, my gosh. This movie is just so... There's so much that goes on that doesn't need to happen for the premise of this movie. Yeah, like the, uh, the toast part. The toast part? Oh! How, yeah, okay. Yeah, explain... Ex- Explain this premise. Okay, this one guard is super religious, and he's got an explanation for what's going on. Explain the toast. So, yeah, because this was after wasn't after like the was it after the bite event or was it after the first death? Uh, It's a death or two, and like he starts. Yeah, so he's like trying to figure this out, and yeah, and he, you know, thinks it's the devil, you know, right off the bat. Not like a demon or something, but anyways, he grabs a piece of toast with jelly on it, and he and he or was it, or was it pizza? Bring no, it was toast. And the guard station, he had toast. Yeah. Okay. And he I'm sorry brings it up, you know, above the same kind of flings it up a little, and then as it's coming down, the camera pans, and you know, you see the toast piece land face down, jelly side down. He's like, "It's the devil. Toast always falls jelly side down. The devil's around." I want to back up and add to that. He <laughs> His first example is, how come more children don't hit their heads on coffee tables? Like toddlers, like when they learn how to walk. Hmm. And he's like, when the devil's around, babies hit their heads on tables. <laughs> uh. Why? And jelly, toasted bread with jelly falls jelly side down like basically like saying anything that <laughs> yeah like anything that like happens Coinc- yeah it's just i would tough. i would argue it's the weight difference of the jelly flipped it over but uh, okay we can attribute that to satan being around next time you drop yeah. toast makes with no sense anything on it or drop anything and it goes um good side down satan's dear Don't, don't go in an elevator, apparently. That's just the most ridiculous explanation. Yeah, I feel like they're really grasping for, boy, some meat and bones for a structure to this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of... Lame. Yeah. <laughs> Not Tom Hardy was a soldier in Afghan, so we learn about these characters as they go. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they're asked to hold their, hold their licenses up to the camera. They can't be read. Uh, maintenance guy is going down the elevator shaft. Uh, the old lady threatens pepper spray, which would be hilarious to watch in that fun, little small area. Seriously. Okay, so we've got our... Okay. Elevator shaft. Elevator stuck. Guy, maintenance guy is coming from above on a harness. How in the hell are there birds in this elevator for a jump scare? Dude, I, I was wondering the same thing. Like how, like, how and why? Was John Woo on set and just threw him? <laughs> for shit's sakes, man. I don't... Uh, Can we agree now? I don't want to see another jump scare from a bird in any movie ever. No. Ever again. It's overplayed no more. Jump scares I, just, I don't in general need it. are kind of just weak anymore, but... Yeah, I mean, unless they're like actual, you know, good jump scares and not just stupid shit. But. Well, the whole thing is that like the, he gets scared on the harness and like leans back and then something bends and breaks, so he falls. He falls down on top of the elevator. He's got a walkie-talkie, and so the the guards are trying to get a hold of him, and the elevator people are looking up, watching blood start pooling in the lights. Mm-hmm. And the detective's like, I think I found him. He's down the shaft and like, I think the elevator people can hear you. And like, yeah, we can hear you. <laughs> like, shit. <laughs> it's so uh, stupid. So dumb. Oh, uh, so they open the roof hatch and the not Tom Hardy tries to get out. And then security guard brings him down. Oh, it's a shocker fight. <laughs> what shocker wins? So he can't go on the roof to it. Okay. Hypothetically, he gets he. If he gets on the roof of this elevator, is anything going to happen? Probably not. The whole thing is like the devil is making it so that no one can get to this elevator. Everybody is stuck here. Mm -hmm. Does it matter if he's able to get to the roof or not? No. Okay. It shouldn't. What's he going to do? Shimmy the cables? Yeah, either that or I mean. Unless there's like a ladder in there and you can climb up the elevator shaft. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I've never been in one. So I don't know how that an works. An elevator shaft? Well, like Everything. outside of an elevator in an elevator shaft. You know, I don't know if there's like el- like ladders in there. You oh, know like I mean? maintenance ladders? Yeah. I mean, like, which, which, which you would assume there would be. Yeah. But. Yeah, call, I don't know. Let me call my elevator guy and ask him. Yeah. I don't know. Call up your expert. Yeah. I got an expert for everything. <laughs> the and again, this movie tries to do this weird thing of the religious security guard like pauses the frame and he sees a face. No one else sees it. Um he also sees between him and the detective and a couple people one person in the elevator like sees everybody dead. So I don't know why there's these re- weird premonitions except for the fact like to give you a jump scare to make you wonder like what's going on. But I don't think at any point I was like, oh, this is just a person. Like there's already supernatural elements in here enough that I am – I know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I guess the question the movie is asking is like who's the devil? Yep. And I don't know. <laughs> Uh, the fire department eventually shows up. They're just cutting through the wall to get to them. The elevator's stuck between floors, I guess. Mm-hmm. So they can't open one of the doors. They find that the old lady's stealing wallets. The detective sees camera and everyone dead. 
for some reason. Um, th- okay, this whole time he's doing investigative work of who is in the elevator and who are they? Mm-hmm. What are they doing there? Uh, not Tom Hardy uh, had a satchel when he came in, but it's not in the elevator. The lights flicker. It gets dark. There's heavy breathing. There's noises. Someone lights a match. Oh, this is when the security guard lights a match. And there's a weird bandit's face in the background. Mm-hmm. Why? I Did I miss something in this story where he... Like, what does this have to do with that character? I, this is I just a know. jump scare for jump scare's sake. More than likely. Or a visual for visual sake. Both. This has no bearing on anything going on. It's the devil. But it's not. <laughs> you know what? It would have been better if it was a devil face. No, I'm saying it was the devil. Even though it didn't okay. have a devil face, it was the devil. Wrapped in bat. Dude, honestly, it looked like something from uh, yeah, it looked Silent like Hill. Yeah, like that or like something like... looked like a mummified mummy or something. Did it blow out the match then? There's a couple of times like they bring out their cell phones for light and like they get smacked out of their hands. Hmm. But again, there's incidents going on in this thing where like the lady who gets her butt touched and she thinks it's Schnozberry's guy. Like there's forces going on in this elevator that no one else can see. Right. All right. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. The uh, religious guard starts doing a prayer in the elevator. Dude, I honestly thought this was going to be a... Uh... Oh, what was he trying to do? What am I trying to say? Exorcism? Yeah, I same. was like, oh, is this going to be an exorcism? We're going to see some stuff? And no, it's not. Yeah, that's what I thought, He's too. He's just saying a prayer into the elevator. Yeah, I was like, oh, this would be interesting, you know? But nope. Yeah. Yeah, they had a good opportunity there, and I think they kind of skimped out on it. Okay. I'm sorry. The guard's name is Ben. Mm-hmm. The woman standing is Sarah. Not Tom Hardy is Tony. Ben and Sarah forge an alliance. Mm-hmm. For reasons. I, I don't understand this. Ben and Tony fight while she cheers them on. <laughs> that is a weird scene in itself. Yes. She chooses Ben until Ben's losing, and she's like, oh, no, I backed the wrong horse on this one. <laughs> um, the detective is starting to ask some serious questions of what's going on, and the guard, you know, told that story of, you know, the devil's coming, and he asked, like, well, how's it in? And he's like, well, they all die. And he's like, that's not going to happen on my watch. Yeah, not today. Okay. At this point, um, we find out that Sarah is going to see a lawyer in the building and they think someone is trying to get her because she is going to divorce her husband and get tons of money. So I think there's like a hit out on her. Again, (laughs) we are learning stuff about these characters to like throw us off the scent of what's going on. So at this point in the story, we're supposed to believe that either Ben or Tony is an assassin there to kill her. And the detective is reasoning... He's killing everybody in the elevator to throw us off the scent. I'm going to ask again, is this clever in any way? Not not really, no. Like okay. especially when you get when you get the um like it it may feel that way at first, but like once you see the movie all the way through, then you're like, "Okay, well that was like actually pointless." But like if they actually like played a part and effectively like did it, 
to where like once the movie was over and you're like yeah like that was actually clever that they played it that way so that because because in reality once the reveal happens like it's just kind of all nonsense but like i don't know i, I guess it kind of could be Every because it, it, I mean, it definitely kind of leads you astray a little, you know. So I mean, because yeah. nah. at every turn, this movie is really wanting you to believe that someone of this little group is killing people in the span of how how long do you say these lights are out? Not that long, five to ten seconds. Yeah, like the the movie like literally goes black, and you hear the noises, and when the lights pop on, you're seeing everything for the first time. That our characters are seeing. Yes. Good idea? Yeah. Saves, kinda, on, it, saves on money. <laughs> the electric bill? No, it saves on them not having to show, you know, stuff happening. Okay. But, you know, also keeps the mystery. Okay. And is that how the devil works, though, is to make, you know, gonna, gonna make it so everyone's out to get one another? Like, is, is, he, is, is this his game? Okay. You bring up an excellent question. Not Schnozberry's guy is a, is accused of touching Sarah. Mm-hmm. Which we find out he did not do. Because then the detective is saying she's faking stuff in this to, like, bring on, like, to instigate. Okay. She's the first one to get hurt, and Schnozberry's has blood on him. Is the devil wanting people to murk this guy in this elevator solely on those two events? I mean, apparently so. Because honestly, like, that is only for the audience, for us, to know these details and to see what's going on. Pretty much, yeah. Like, the logic of the movie and stuff, you're like, I got a big thing of Swiss cheese for this later. Because it doesn't make a lick of sense. Turn my car into Swiss cheese. Yep. We're going to go boating in some uh, melted Swiss cheese. Well, then it's not holy anymore, but fine. <laughs> the security guard decides to go down to the basement and one of the wires. <sighs> they think there's a, an electrical connection not being made. And there's a wire and some water sparking. Hey, you know how this guy? What happens to this guy? Yep. Oh, he die. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It didn't help the elevator. Nope. At this point, the well, not at this point. The detective gets everybody down to the lobby. Like he kind of starts evacuating because he's thinking there's an assassin. There's something going on. Like he's trying to figure out what's going on. And all of a sudden, we get this rando woman wandering around. And this is too little too late in this movie because we're conservatively like 15 minutes left and all of a sudden we're introduced to another character. Yes. Long story short, she is the wife of Tony who is there to pick up the satchel which the detective found in the bathroom underneath the sink which had tools in it. So they Mm -hmm. were thinking he tinkered with the elevator. A mislead. Yep. Come to find out, he was there... To get interviewed or start a job, and he left his tools in the bathroom, and she is the wife there to pick him up. And why, though? Why is she there to pick him up? Well, because he, he had no place to put me. He had to go up for the interview. So, <laughs> I know. You're, you're dumb. You're, 
Dum, da, dum, dum, dum. You stack these coincidences up enough, and it's just going to tip over. This movie is just made of coincidences. It's Coincidence City, dude. Yeah, it, it definitely is. <laughs> we now find out Sarah's husband owns the security company that yep. Ben is a part of. So now we're supposed to leave Ben as actually the assassin trying to kill her. Yep. We're back to this plot point of it being a kit. Mm-hmm. Again, the this leads in this movie. This just needs to be a straight detective story set in a different arena. Seriously. Without Satan in it. It, it would have been a better film if it was that way. It should have been set in a hotel. Because it should have been Clue. God yeah, damn it, it's just literally, Clue. Yeah, this actually is. And especially how it's all played out with the devil. Like It it actually almost just doesn't even make sense. Like It w- literally would be better if the devil was not in it and it was like actually one of those people in the elevator. Like... And I feel like it would have been a better ending. But anyways, we'll continue on. I I'm I move my game piece all over the board, I'm ready to make my guess. It was the devil in the elevator <laughs> with the neck breaking. Yes. Did I win? Yes. Yes! Detective skills! <laughs> Got him. Got him. Alright. So we are down to Sarah. Ben and Tony, and it, and we're led to believe Ben could be the hit guy because Sarah's husband owns owns it, okay? Mm-hmm. The lights flicker. We think the guard is, is on it. The lights keep flickering. They bring out their cell phones again. Yep. Then they all get knocked down. Mm-hmm. Lights go out. And they turn back on, and the guard's neck is twisted around. Mm-hmm. And Ben and Sarah get glass that's on the ground to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. They don't trust either one of them. You know, fair, fair, I guess. But I mean, mm-hmm. okay. The detective makes a speech about responsibility, dude. This guy freaking monologues to these people so many times. <laughs> they decide to drop the glass, but Sarah has a shard in her back pocket, mm-hmm. saving that for a rainy day. The lights go again. Flicker out. Sarah has glass on her neck. Now, is this a mortal wound? Like, Schnozberry's guy got it pretty bad. Like, he was dead quick. She seemed like... Was she alive at the end of this movie? Would they actually get in the elevator? I don't think so. Okay, so she... We'll, we'll count her out. I mean, it should... I'm pretty sure that that would kill i mean you'd eventually bleed out obviously because i'm pretty sure there's it's like an artery or oh yeah there's or something yeah you know, that's yeah that i mean it might not be instantaneous but yeah you you're getting deep and big and yeah. jugular you're you're out pretty quick yeah um we find out tony had a job interview there so like it's whittling down like everybody's kind of got a legit reason to be there yeah everybody's a little shady but why mm-hmm. are they all getting murdered Okay, before we get to the end of this movie, the deaths in this movie, we've got two by glass, right? Mm-hmm. One by neck break, mm-hmm. one being hung. Yep. Given our situation of where we are, are these good deaths? And I'm going to say right now, I don't think any of these people are... are justified in being murdered in this way given what their sins are agreed okay 
are these good deaths? Two of them are the same. Glass to the neck. I mean... Again, no one will we know. Satan is killing these people. Yeah, I mean, if he's trying to disguise himself... I mean, it just seems just like a toy game by this point. I mean, it, it could have been a little bit more creative, you know? I mean... Could like tear a leg off and beat someone with it, or you know, like I, I, I don't know. I I guess that all depends. Watch someone be eaten by an invisible force. <laughs> yeah, like I I just I don't know. I mean, if you're trying to have the devil be blended in, you know, and and making it seem like that someone here in this elevator is killing these people, you know, then yeah, I guess I don't know really how creative you can get with it. You know, being in an elevator, you only have so much stuff to use. And, I mean, it's, it's kind of just whatever at this point. But does it add to the mystery if these people die by ways that you couldn't do in an elevator? Because the old lady gets hung and is dead super quick. And that time frame doesn't line up of when the lights go out and the lights go back on. Does somebody have hoisted her up, wrapped her up, and for her to have suffoc- or been strangled to death? Yeah. There's not enough time for that. No. So that one I chalk up to like, okay, that's more supernatural. Yep. Okay, I'll go with that. Two shards of glass. One, I'll go. I'll go with two. Yeah, you're getting lazy. And then the guy's neck getting. I, I mean, this isn't a neck break. Like his neck is twisted. So I guess I can chalk that up to being supernatural as well. Mm-hmm. I'm with you though. I need something a little more freaky deaky mm-hmm. to really drive home of what's going on here. Isn't it weird that people in this elevator who have no access to a hatchet, all of a sudden this dude's dead with a hatchet in his forehead yeah or does it just make this that much stupider and laughable pretty much you know and i feel like in a cool little i mean they're just the minor thing would have added just i feel like just a little bit to this music like when those lights go out yeah have like two red eyes like appear for Ooh. just a split second and then boom you know, that would have been better than the freaking mummy stuff happens. The hell in the mirror. Yeah, you know, just like just like little red glows, and then like they're gone, and then the shenanigans happen. Lights come back on. Ooh, I like. Then that. you're like, okay, like what was that? Ooh, uh, just not, something so minor. I feel like could have just impacted the movie just a little bit more and been like, okay, yeah, well, something a little little weirds here. The devil's definitely here somewhere. I like that. But, That's an interesting idea to take that. Yeah. Get put. I mean, again, if if the premise is Satan's walking among us and and he's in this elevator terrorizing these people, let's have him there. Yeah, literally. So, I mean, like, I don't need this. What are they gonna do? It's not like they can run away. So I I get like you've got this confined space with these five people, and so you're telling like essentially almost two different stories. And the detective is the one who's bringing all these details into it to fill us in as the audience of these people passing connections of why they're here, of like trying to explain of what's going on on this elevator. Mm-hmm. And eventually he kind of gets to the point like, I can't really explain this. Logically, it doesn't make sense. No. There's no way for these people to have been killed in this short amount of time. How long do you think they're actually on this elevator for? An hour. Because it takes forever to kill these five people. Because, mm-hmm. again, conservatively, if you say the lights are out for five to ten seconds, everybody should be dead in less than a minute. Yeah. 
Theoretically. Theoretically. This is dragged out. I, again, the runtime of this is short. This is really drug out mm-hmm. a lot just to make this stuff happen. Yep. And I don't... A lot of filler. That's not even really filler. It's fake filling. Does this movie... <laughs> Slow fat, though. <laughs> yeah. Does this movie play its hand too early of Supernatural? So by like halfway through, you're kind of like, well, I, I know none of these people are committing these murders. Because it really wants you to believe up until the last second, somebody in this elevator is murdering these people. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like that this movie probably would have been maybe better accepted if its title wasn't Devil. Because you already know that, okay, there's, you know, the the devil, like, there's got to be something to do with the devil here. You know, if they would have named it something else and been like, you know, elevator ride. (laughs) Okay, well, (laughs) what's this about? You go in not knowing anything, and now for sure, anything and every information, like, that you get and that you see, you're still sitting there thinking, "Well, well, what's actually going on, you know? But, yeah, with this premise, though, you already know that there's, theoretically, should be something supernatural or something to do with the devil because the movie is called Devil. You know, it doesn't really leave a whole lot of room for imagination or for what's going to happen next or what am I actually watching. Yeah, I, I give people credit for taking, like, the smallest nugget of an idea and turn and trying to mold it <laughs> yeah <laughs> into something uh-huh. that is interesting but honestly at some point you gotta have to start rethinking the idea and i think we've touched on like the idea of this is interesting it's the execution that's the problem yes do i need this to be two and a half hours no an hour 45 to an hour to two probably to really flesh this out but again your core set piece is an elevator with five people yeah this is really quick and mm-hmm. i guess i don't know i don't know how you do it well, honestly like it, it that's a that's a tough one yeah that's an m night Shyamalan. but i was going to say like imagine if that's how the movie i mean even if the movie was significantly shorter might even be better but to having certain events leading up to you know them being stuck in the elevator and then once those five people are in the elevator like the camera and story like does not leave the elevator a camera that doesn't leave the elevator like well no just like the there's nothing else that you see after that like it's your whole story and movie is just like the people in the elevator so you have no outside characters right but see that's I mean, yeah, it might be problematic, but I mean, just think, like, you'd be fully immersed into these five people, you know, the script would obviously have to be really good, because you'd have to carry on that conversation for X amount of time, certain events to happen, so on and so forth, but in the end, you might get a better product, because you're not having all this extra exposition and bullcrap thrown at you that doesn't even really matter or feel the film in the first place. Okay. So, uh, going back to... Is Satan the one that's keeping, like, the maintenance guy from actually getting this elevator to work? Apparently so. So why can't you just let this guy go around and try things that just absolutely don't work? Exactly. Like, why is this guy deserving of a death 
Like we don't get any kind probably of confession because he, or sex. Probably because he pickpocketed someone. <laughs> he ate a co-worker's lunch. Probably because, you know, he did something bad that day and didn't repent. So, you know. He didn't wash his hands after going to the bathroom. Yeah. Dead. All right. Some of these people's crimes were just so silly. <laughs> yeah. If they were killed for that, then some of us are going down for a lot, lot <laughs> yeah, worse. Yeah, right. Jeez. I, again, I mean, if, if you say that this person is 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 worth having the devil mess with because he had a, a pyramid scheme and, and ripped people off of money, I mean, that's... All right. Pretty unfortunate. There are worst crimes and sins out there to pick someone for. But well, it almost okay. seems... Hey, Satan, al- clean up our streets a little bit better, please. Well, and it also kind of seems ass backwards because isn't Satan and devil supposed to be, you know, kind of bad? You know, want to do bad? Because it seems kind of like... Uh, have Like all the other films that we watch, like... They're kind of more into bad, like doing bad things, you know? It almost seems like this should be like Jesus Christ or God coming down and be like, oh, come on, guys. Okay. <laughs> All right. See what I'm getting you, at, though? No, you, you brought, you've, you've, you've gotten to the end point of what I really wanted to touch on. <laughs> this this final elevator scene. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. yes. Okay. I, I'm going to Wikipedia here just, just so we are straight. On this, the lights come back on. Sarah has glass. Her her throat is slit. Okay. Tony is there trying to stop the bleeding and help her. Okay. We find out Tony was there for job interview. The tools like he's not a terrorist. He's not. He doesn't mess with the elevator. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. The devil manifests in the form of the elderly woman. Yep. She rises up after the flick. Flickering of the light, her eyes are black. Okay. Yep. Tony tries to trade his life for Sarah, but the devil says he can't do that. Again, they can see what's going on in the elevator. They can't hear. Right. So at this point, the detective is, holy shit, someone is alive that shouldn't be alive. Yep. But the devil says he can't do that. He grabs the radio and confesses over the radio that he fled from a fatal car accident five years ago. Now we're connecting the pieces. This is yep. the guy that killed the detective's wife and son. Mm-hmm. The devil, this is the part I didn't understand. The devil, powerless now that Tony has repented of his sin, vanishes after causing the elevator to plunge several floors. The firefighters are finally able to get in, but the elderly lady is gone. As the corpses of Sarah, Ben, and Vince are wheeled away, Bowden decides to take Tony into custody, and while en route, reveals to Tony that he that it was his family in that accident. Much to his own surprise, he forgives Tony. Mm-hmm. Okay. The point you were making is that the devil in this final scene of this movie basically confirms the existence of God. Mm-hmm. This Okay, so this is my question to you. Why is the devil appearing to Tony at the end here? Is Tony the main reason he's there? That right there is the horrific crime 
and sin right. that the devil needs to be collecting on. Yes. So is Satan there for him? Everybody else is just appetizers. Why? It kind of seems that way. Okay. Especially the, you know, once you finish the movie, that's literally what it seems like. So here, here's my question to you from the start. If Satan is not killing him, but Satan is aware that Tony killed the detective's parents, okay, or family, okay, mm-hmm. is the devil banking that the detective straight up murders this guy? Now he's got a two-for-one scenario? No. No? Okay, well then this movie so. makes no goddamn sense. I mean, I mean that'd be one way to look at it, but I mean, why? I think that should have been the thrust of the movie. The, okay, we've got this detective. And that's what I'm saying like is his dead family playing a crucial role enough to justify this ending? Because if he's not going to even attempt or, like, put a gun to this guy's head and blow him away and then, like, have a change of heart, what was the point of not killing Tony in the elevator? That's your prize, Satan. Yeah. That's what you're going for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's the only logical sense to make of it. But, I mean... All he all he all he did to the people and watching it is confirm mm-hmm. God and Satan right there. Yep. Well, and here's another interesting way to look at it is maybe the uh the detective guy is, you know, our our godlike figure. Who is? The guy that um the detective? Yeah, the detective. Ooh. Because he forgave you know the guy that killed his family. And forgiveness is one of the things that, you know, is, you know, Christ-like. You know, love thy neighbor, forgiveness, so on and so forth. Yeah. Forgiveness so, is divine, but never pay full price for, for a late, late pizza. pizza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that's that's one way to look at it, you know. That's your, your yin and yang right there. You I have your evil and, you know, good versus evil, good and evil. Well, but, here's, here's the thing is, yeah, the guy made a horrible mistake of not confessing or doing anything about it. But if you're also to take the approach of, okay, he called the cops. Well, now he's in jail. Mm-hmm. Does it really give this detective any other kind of closure? Not really, no. Like, his his family's still gone. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, the only closure he's going to have is knowing, I guess, who did it and... And and when we meet him, he's his driving force for doing his work isn't to find the person. No. He just carries that baggage around. Yes. And so that's what I'm saying. Like when the reveal, the twist mm-hmm. is, oh, I found the guy that's confessing to it. And I really hate that he can simply confess and say, it's like, oh, bummer, dude. I guess I can't take you to hell now. <laughs> yeah. Like, Shoot. What? That deathbed repentance really uh... saved your ass this time, huh? <laughs> Man, that's oh, so silly. Hey, but next time I'll get you. Next time I'll get you. Uh, Be watching for me. Cause I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. These other people that uh, stole money and embezzled. Yeah, they're that dead. Sucks. But you, 
the the manslaughter guy yeah you're a okay you get to live oh yeah i i just kind of messed up yeah exactly i manifested myself to you and you confessed (sighs) shoot bummer dude oh man i'm gonna say it right now none of these satan movies we've done satan is stupid in all of them yes i don't understand the end game i don't either just let bad people be bad people, man. That's yep. all you gotta do. Why are you up collecting souls? Yep. Why? Makes it makes no sense. No, and if you're gonna do a movie about Satan like that, then you need to have some pretty good, you know, concrete story and not just a bunch of loose open ends of garbage. Yeah, you gotta establish the rules, the boundaries. Yep. And that was our big complaint with like end of days is Nothing is set in stone of like the power set or where things are happening or why or like yep. any of that stuff. Like it's just events are going to happen because they need to happen. And movie's got a movie. Yep. There you go. The movie's got a movie. This movie just ends crappy. Like, again, do we do we need another 10 minutes or so of like the detective really trying to figure it out? Like if this guy's worth murdering. No, question t- really, question no. two, why does Satan take the body of the dead woman? Yeah, who knows? Drop that old bag of bones back in the elevator and leave. Yep. You just freaked the mind out of everybody in that building. <laughs> like, by showing up in a dead person's body. Yep. I honestly needed to see that old woman, like, walking out the front doors or something. I needed, I needed a little more Satan somewhere. Yep. Towards the end of this. Yeah, it would have been nice. Satan popping up from the back seat of the squad car, murdering them both for shits and giggles. That would have been great. You forgive him, stab stab. If literally if that would have happened, I'd be like, okay, this was actually not a bad movie. <laughs> that, that would that would have raised it by like five or six points. Oh, from just zero, because of from that zero to six. Y- yeah, yeah, because I mean, there's just oh, just nothing. It's just boring. Yeah, this movie doesn't hit on any of like the horror ish elements. Like, it's not scary. No, it's, it's not it's, super bloody. It's, it's not. It's not anything. No, and that's the thing is this movie. You know, just like a bunch of other movies, relied very heavily on jump scares to make it scary. Yeah, and it's not even scary. It's just stupid shit that they just you know play really loud and abrupt times. Like, oh, thanks. Yeah. But yeah, I just don't get any of. Of the like the the conceit of this is again interesting executed not very well no it's just it's a and maybe that's the death of the night chronicles right there maybe if there was a <clears throat> M Night cut oh my god extended cut he didn't direct though yeah true uh, that's why that's why I forgot he didn't direct never mind then. So it doesn't matter. And he only provided the story for this. That's what I'm saying. This was like some kind of launching pad, I think, into like so, a scary movie production company. Yeah. With his name attached to it. Yeah. And I think it fell flat on its face. Agreed. Down an elevator shaft. Definitely did. Probably. With some C4 in it. <laughs> John McClane dropping C4 down the elevator shaft? Yes. Well... How do you feel about our Satan movies, man? How was that for you? You know, I th- I think <laughs> what I'm going to say here uh-huh. is out of all the movies we've watched, yep. 
I think the Johnny Depp one would be my favorite. Really? Yes. You're going to take Johnny over Arnold, huh? Just because the sole fact that the movie itself wasn't too bad. You know, yes, there was some some storytelling that, you know, was bad. Some shenanigans that were bad. Yes, yes, yes. The ending was, you know, pretty bad itself as well. It was confusing as hell. But, you know, it was just... There was more substance. There's a little bit more mystery to it, you know, you know him being the book detective, and <laughs> you know, it was just it's kind of a nice, nice watch. But that, that's that's my personal take on these films that we've watched. How would you, if that's your number one, rank the rest of them for me? Well, obviously, End of Days would be after that, and then yeah, the big question though: Devour or Devil? Which gets dead last. Yeah, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do Devil then Devour. Devour is just trash. I I know the similarities are like their opening or like those quotes. Like Devour's based off that scripture from Peter. Yeah. And Devil opens up with that with some slight differences. Again, I didn't check my Bible to verify the correct you know, wordage. Mm-hmm. Is Devil just a remake of Devour? <laughs> I mean, pretty much. The Devil devoured all the the you know people that really didn't do anything bad. Let the real bad boy go. Is the Devil starving, and that's why he needs to like manifest to I get guess. people? Like, is he? Who knows? Does he need help? See, that's the problem. Is there's no bank. there's you know if they make a movie of where like it starts off. And, you know, they're, like, in hell, and Satan's like, yeah, so these are my plans, you know, and he's, like, talking to, like, a small counselor or something. And he's like, so I'm going to go, you know, up here, and I'm going to hunt down some random people, get them trapped in an elevator, play with them a little bit, kill all of them off one by one. You know what? I'm not even going to include any details. This is just my one day where I'm just going to do some bunk whack shit. All right? No one questioned me. I'm just out here going to be flexing, doing whatever. That, if you start moving off with that and then just let the rest play out, you know, if they started this movie actually double with that, I'd be like, okay, all right. Wouldn't question anything about it since. <laughs> this is, this is, this is his, uh, his casual Friday. Cancel my appointments. I'm taking a personal day. Yeah, like I'm, this is this is his day to just go and do whatever, and this is what happened. He's he's in the conference room and he's got the scale model of the building, <laughs> a working elevator, and then he's got dolls. And someone walks in there on him and he's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, let me tell you my grand plans for for Friday the 13th, buddy. Come in here." And like he enacts like the whole movie. He's like, and then oh they're gonna go goodness. into this elevator, and then he like. He wheels it up, and then it, and then it stops. And get, <laughs> guess when I show up? Guess when I show up? Right now. <laughs> like, the whole thing, like... <laughs> uh. that. Yeah, I'd watch that over this movie. The devil reenacting the movie Devil using models and dolls... Yes. ...would entertain me more than the actual movie Devil. Uh. Um, Make it a horror comedy. <laughs> <laughs> He squirts ketchup in there. Like, <laughs> here's the blood. This is what I did. Uh, I, you know what? This is a toss-up for me between Ninth Gate and End of Days, as being number one. 
I think I'm going to side with End of Days. I think I like Arnold more than Johnny. Ninth Gate would be my second. I I guess then Devil, then Devour. Yep. It takes honestly, they're tied for fourth. I almost want to skip a third place. They're just tied for fourth <laughs> because they don't make sense. No, and I think in some ca- cases, especially for Devil, the Devil works against himself. Like all you did was prove the existence of a god. Yep. Why would you do that? That is counterintuitive to all of your. No wonder you're starving in hell. You yep. keep showing people that if there's a devil, there's a god, and people are choosing god over you. Yep. And then you go back to the end of days where like the devil is actively killing his own worshippers. So yeah, again, whatever. counterintuitive to your end goals. He just does not care. Yeah, it's it was an interesting ride. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like some of these I've already seen, some of them I haven't. Devil, I'm pretty sure I haven't seen in since it came out. So that was a funnish watch to get back into that I, it kind of stinks I, I i would be curious to know what the night chronicles would have brought up or would have done as a production um but i'm also like maybe that was a good thing to snuff that out mm-hmm. so early and not because mm-hmm. honestly like if you're if your premise for these movies is like we're gonna take the smallest thread or iota of an idea and turn it into a multi-million dollar movie project with a runtime of maybe an hour and a half. I don't know if that's a good idea. But there again, you got like Blumhouse who cranks out scary movies and they're hit or miss and their runtimes aren't the longest either. Yep. I don't know. And you don't even need to have a long runtime to make a good film. No. You know, and like that's just what I think is funny is like this... Film probably could have been better if it was maybe just trimmed up a little bit more. I or even yeah. just I mean, or you could have made it a little bit longer by adding stuff that like actually needed to be in there or like, you know, drove the story a little bit more or something. But it just seemed kind of whatever. Kind of off the wall, just thrown together. Kinda hacky and hokey. Mm-hmm. I don't know. M night Shyamalan. How often do you visit his movies? And, like, I, I personally am not ever clamoring for an M. Night. Like, I was intrigued by Glass. I wasn't buying movie tickets the second they were available either. Right. Honestly, I watched that on a flight. Mm. And the coloring wasn't great. Mm. Like, the, it was hard to watch in some scenes. Right. But I watched it on a plane. It's like, ooh, it's free. Now's my <laughs> chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's not free because I paid... An arm and a leg, probably for the flight, but mm-hmm. still watched it on a plane. You didn't watch and- snakes on a plane, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, for sure, I'll make sure to take my DVD of the Snakers on a plane. There and- you go. You know what? Honestly, I think I think the happening is what tapped me out of M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, that might be a stay tuned. Because I remember that movie got so hyped, like it's his first R-rated movie. Yeah, y'all ready for this? Yeah. And you're like, oh shit, it's Mark Wahlberg not acting. Yep. Weird. Mm. Not good. Yeah, pretty unfortunate, but it yeah, is what it is. That's just, it is what it is. 
My mother's story would always begin the same way, with the suicide paving the way for the devil's arrival, and it would always end with the deaths of all those trapped. Devil on an elevator. Mm, devil. Devil. Mm, devil. Mm-hmm.